Hello and welcome to No Jacket Potato Required, episode 10, 10. is it? Okay. Uh, it's been a while, so I guess we could, the main corrections that we have for this week is correcting the amount of dead air that's been between <laughs> between episodes. We put out an episode 9 recently and before that it had been a solid 18 months. Exactly. You want to explain why? Things got in the way, life got in the way. Life, the universe, the um, world, everything. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to dwell on what's been going on in the world. I think we all know that. But uh, we felt that things had hit such a such a rock bottom that... <laughs> yeah, there was things no humour to be found. Exactly. So Things are so terrible, we need more terrible content. So we should say that we're doing this in the middle of a, a pandemic. A pandemic, yeah. Yeah, this is a quarantine special. Um, anyway, so let's, let's get, we're going to go straight into it because the corrections, I mean, there are so many. But the real correction is that we left you left it so long. Um, so we're correcting that right now. Um, let's start with regular features, guest gin. Um, today's guest gin is one of the best gins I've ever had, actually. It's called Distillery Botanica from Australia. It's one of the best bottles. I know it should be what's what's on the inside. No, I always judge a book by its cover. What That's what the cover's bottle? for. <laughs> But this this is a really, really, really beautiful presentation. It's it's, it looks like the kind of bottle that if you had a dead snake and didn't know where to keep it, you yeah. could fill it up with formaldehyde and put it inside that bottle. That's a very Australian analogy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so th- well, yeah, the, the bottle itself is beautiful and also the copy written on it is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, this is the essence of our summer garden, delightfully distilled and delivered perfectly to you. All the way from garden to glass. Isn't that beautiful? Garden to glass is a nice touch. It's a great gin. I thoroughly recommend it. It's called Distillery Botanica. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Looks so like a sciencey bottle. Exactly. So, and then on to the next. Yep. We're going to rip through this today. Yeah, we've got to cut some t- time down. There's one hour podcast that is too long. <laughs> People don't have the attention span. I, c- I can't even listen to it. It kills me having to edit it. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> so good to be back. Um, all right. So the core, the core question of the day. Oh yeah, nice. Rather, per ep- the episode question of the episode, right? Because it could be another two years. <laughs> <we're doing>. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another correction. What we need to correct the fact that you made a bet with a one-year window, and then never like by the time I did a ten k though. I did it. Okay. By the way, everyone, the everyone's ar- okay. Everyone's ask- asking. I did a ten. I did a ten k. It took me an hour and twenty-nine minutes. <laughs> Now you did it. You did the ten k at the same time. How yeah. long did it take you? Thirty nine. Forty one. And also, you waited for the first five minutes because you ran with me. Yeah, but <laughs> even then, that's not a marathon. That's a quarter of one. Look, I'm. I'm you can have a I've done. Of a I've done ten k of the marathon. I just need to do another next next thirty or something, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess for people who have listened to that episode and are just dying to know what happened to the bet. I did the ten k. Yeah, Abid, he put some effort in. He did a ten k. He hasn't eaten any toenails. But what was interesting, I like Patrick's response to that. Where he says, I told him about the bet before yeah. we published the episode. And he said, nah, it's more like a beard to eat something weird than it is to run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm an I'm, I'm I'm adventurous gourmand. <laughs> yeah, yeah and a, a lethargic one at that. Right, okay. Anyway, moving on. Quora, what is an... Okay, the question is... And the question is asked by Frank Dunk- Duncan... Shout out to Frank Duncan. Yeah, big. What is an ancient technology that we still can't replicate today? So he asked the world this on Quora. And 
and cannot replicate. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, someone asked this question and Frank Duncan replied. Sorry, I should say that. And Frank Duncan's response was the most upvoted. Okay. And now the thing is, when you think about this, I'm going to ask you, what is an ancient technology that we still can't replicate? Can't, like, what do you mean can't replicate? We, basically something that the ancients did that we can't do now. Something incredible that we can't work out how they did it or whatever. Oh, like um, pick up things with your feet? <laughs> It's not really a technology. That's, that's what about like making brass, bronze things? But we know how to make all that stuff. I don't it, get it. Yeah. Well, there's a, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a whole myth thing, right? About certain things the ancients could do. Like, like sleeping Egyptians. in trees. Okay. Like talking to cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, the ancients like Egyptians. Yeah. That they built certain things and we don't know how they... We can't do it now, for example. Build a pyramid. Right. We can build a pyramid. No, we can build a pyramid using our modern methods. Right. But how do we do it? How do we recreate what they did? With more slaves. <laughs> That's why we can't do it. Health and safety, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the answer from Frank Duncan to the question, what is an ancient technology that we can't still can't remember? He said, none, none at all. There are several things that we don't know how the ancients did, but it can be replicated using modern methods and materials. Oh, you mean like Stonehenge? We couldn't like lift those stones. Like they don't know. But they don't know what it did. His, what it his, his. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. How do they do? It? How do they do it? I don't know. How we? I mean, we could do it. Obviously. What is it again? The calendar. Well, I can do it. I can hire a go-go van. And do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can hire a van. Well, I put that rock on top of the other rock. Exactly. I would just hire a van and like a couple of dudes. I could do Stonehenge in about an hour. <laughs> yeah, with the now. budget. Yeah, and <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the decent money budget. Left over, money hour. left over to go to the pub, right? So yeah. it's not not that as difficult. But like I'm just saying, how they how did they do it back then? Well, actually, our man Frank Duncan, big, big shout out to Frank. Um, he mentions three things. One is the polished st- granite statues made by the Egyptians. He's he's saying, well, look, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting how they did it, but it can be done. But he doesn't know, he's not fully understanding, you know, you're not fully understanding how they did it. Okay. Uh, one is Greek fire. I have no idea what Greek fire is. Oh, that sounds like a good cocktail. So I'm going to quickly Google A couple of Greek, Greek fries, bruv. Greek fire was an incendiary weapon used by the Eastern Roman Empire, being used to let like used to set fu- fire to enemy ships, and, c- and consisted of a combustible compound emitted by a flame throwing weapon. So wow, basically, isn't cool. that from isn't that the green fire from Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yeah. And the other one was Damascus steel. Oh, yeah, that one. I thought that was off Game of Thrones. That's just an alloy, right? Valerian steel. Valerian. Steel. No, Damascus isn't that where they fold it, fold it, yeah, fold it, yeah, fold yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. All these technologies are from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe Frank should like be answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> what what Game of Thrones technology that we that we can't replicate okay, today? Anyway, that's the qu- core question of does the day. Does Damascus still come from Damascus? Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, a bit a bit's Q and A. Okay. Do you think that in summer when the city when everyone in the city is running aircon, mm-hmm. do you think it makes the city hotter? Yes. Explain. Uh, actually, I don't know if it does make this easier hotter. I no, actually, I think it does, doesn't it? I don't know. Wait, do you know the answer to this? No. Okay. Here's my answer. I think of the questions. I don't bother looking <laughs> look up the answers. Okay, here's my answer, all right? So these machines are all facing outwards into the street. Yeah. I think they actually do raise the temperature. But then, okay, think about all the glass windows on all the big buildings that are air-conditioned inside. Uh-huh. Those windows would be cool and have cooling effects as the the wind blows past them. 
<laughs> so um, you have no. <laughs> some hotness and some coldness. Surely it just balances out. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, okay, I don't have... A, I'm not going to die on this hill. Right. This <laughs> air we need to reach out to f- but I would Phil... S- what was his name? F- uh, Frank Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big sh- shout out to Frank. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say it does actually increase the heat because uh, you've got all these machines facing out and they're running... Uh, they're running hot, yeah, and especially running in the hot. summer, and especially like they're making cool air. Inside, they're making cool air. But then the building is cold, and the building cools the air. No, because the building is completely. It's completely. It's like ice in a glass. You put a cold building into a glass of city, it'll make the the <laughs> water around the Wait. ice cube cooler. I've got a glass here. And it's got lots of ice cubes inside. Yeah, and I've got my hand. Maybe a centimeter away from it. Not even a centimeter. It's like a couple of couple of millimeters. And how refreshed does your hand feel? It doesn't feel that much colder. Rubbish. Well, maybe actually no. Wait, maybe it does a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, it does a little bit. Maybe. That's, that's what I'm wondering. There's all these buildings in the city, but they're all pumping out hot air. So I'm. I'm Wait, the I'm glass. Curious. The glass example doesn't work because if that, that glass. Okay, we're not gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into this one. No. Okay. The the, the answer I'm giving you is yes. Do you want to look it up? Okay, I'll look it up. Okay, so we're going to pause and I'm going to look up. Okay. Let's see if it's working. Okay, so B just looked up the answer and his face did something amazing. So I want to know <laughs> what the answer is. So this guy uses an example of uh, Berlin. When temperatures in Berlin rose to an uncomfortable 37 degrees Celsius this week, a record for the month of June, I was uncommonly delighted to go to the Bloomberg office where it's artificially blue, artificially and blissfully cool. Blah, 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 blah. I hate these explanations. Just tell me just the answer. Tell Why? Just tell me what it is. Oh, I was in Berlin. <laughs> uh, but it's called urban urban heat island effect. And it, to be honest with you, anything that's got a name... I think I saw them at Glastonbury on a side stage. <laughs> anything that... Anything that's got a name that's been given a name is real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the urban heat island effect <laughs> dictates that what, Hong Kong gets hotter because of air conditioners. Okay, I'm going to Google urban heat island effect. Oh, it's got a Wikipedia page. How yeah. useful. Okay. A full praise from Sheffield. Urban <laughs> heat island effect. Oh, sorry. Urban heat island, UHI. Oh, lovely. Is an urban area, metropolitan area, that is significantly warmer than its surrounding rural areas due to human activities. The temperature difference is usually larger at night than during the day and is most apparent when winds are weak. So things like air conditioning creates urban heat islands. So... Long story short, yes, it makes the city hotter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks to UHI. Yeah. <laughs> the UHI so there you effect. Go. All right. We're going to so, today. So what the, the the original question was, increasing air conditioning. Yes, it will get hotter outside. Okay. So that's the same thing as the other analogy I had up my sleeve. If you're going to argue no, it doesn't, then I was going to use the analogy of why you can't open the fridge door to make the whole apartment cooler. <laughs> Because <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, no. that it just never makes works. the fridge. They were doing harder. movies, didn't they? They always like open the and they like put their heads in and stuff. It's like that's just gonna happen for a couple of seconds. What maybe. if you just had a small tent stuck oh, to yeah, the door? Cut, yeah, maybe. Like in The Simpsons. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, that was our question of the day. Okay, so we're really plowing through this. So now we're up to like we're actually into the content that you came here for to hear two idiots talk about food that they don't know about. Okay, so we we talked about this and given the, the time we've been away um, we did uh, um, the, a decision to come back. 
Um, and it's also timed in a time that you can't really go to restaurants. Exactly, yeah. So to bring the ba- band back together, there's been a lot of issues. One, we can't play gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't go to restaurants um, because of quarantine. So we decided to 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 adapt. Essentially, we ordered food in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adapt or die. Yeah. Eat on the sofa or die. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we've decided to do quarantine special um, food reviews. We've ordered in. Um, and this week's food is Korean food. Now, the other thing is that we, we also talked about when we were to getting, getting back together is maybe we shouldn't do Asian food because we don't know anything about Asian yeah, food. Yeah, I thought we had agreed to... You t- I was surprised when you told me Korean food because like I every d- time we've tried it, we've just been slated by people who know by more about Asians. it. By Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pick Korean food? Uh, well, actually, uh, if you've been following the news, um, Korea's been very, very, very good at flattening the curve. Oh, hashtag so flatten the curve. So I thought maybe they should fatten our curves. Oh, very good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but my my curves have been f- getting fatter by the day. I mean, having not done much exercise and stuff. And I'm just not gonna lie. I may have picked Korean food just so I could say that a joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a Korean joke? Oh yeah, I'm thinking about moving to Seoul because I heard it's a really good career move. <laughs> But like every time I say it, I mess it up, eh? And I'm saying, oh, I'm thinking about moving to Korea, and they're like, why? And I say, because of my soul food. Yeah, I'm just, I let myself out. I never always fluff it. Okay. So now I've become really paranoid about telling that joke. Okay, you fluffed it. I once got the whole room. There's like six people looking at me, going, oh yeah, you're gonna move to Seoul. I'm like, no, it's just funny. <laughs> okay anyway and then, and then like just sli- slipped off yeah that was a really embarrassing moment uh, uh, anyway so uh, regarding Korean food you've never been to a Korean restaurant in Hong Kong I've never been to Korea maybe that's my problem you should go to Korea yeah it's very good it's very nice I've been to one I've had a bimbimbab before bim-bim-bab. and I've had a um, some Korean fried chicken at a really dank looking place in Wan Chai which turned out to be amazing Okay. Have you been there? No. It's like this. It looks like it's closed. It looks like a karaoke bar that's closed. And then you go in through these heavily tinted glass doors. Uh-huh. And it's just... I mean, they don't even take your order. They just give you... It's like is how it, much fried chicken do you want. actually Korean? Yeah, it's okay. incredible. We should look that up. Okay. Well, I've looked up... Uh, well, I've been to a few. Um, the only one I remember is one I live near, which is called Uncle Paddock. Okay. Which turns out... According to my extensive research, according to Google, um, the top three rated restaurants in Hong Kong are Myunga, which is in Causeway Bay. Are you going off SEO again? Yep. Yeah, nice. Uh, no, actually ratings. I've changed it. Oh, okay. So not SEO anymore. It's on based on Google ratings. So you know when they have the rating oh, that's quite good. out of five? Yeah. So, so Myunga has got the best rating in Hong Kong. Right. Um, that's in Causeway Bay. Sora Bowl. Which is in Causeway Bay has the best rating. Terrible name. But Uncle Paddock is number three. Oh, and that's, that's the good. one around the corner. That's convenient. And guess what? That's where we're eating. That's what we're ordered in. So we're now going to eat food that arrived. Just arrived. Hey. Hello. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's just that. arrived now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so we're going to eat this uh, Uncle Paddock food and uh, then we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, awesome. The Big Dog Nine, the famed Big Dog Nine, the, which is the which no the one's best, asking about the best framework for reviewing restaurants ever invented. Okay, so number one, where is it? Um, High Street, Sangpun. 
Number two, what did we eat? Well, I can answer that one because I've got it in front Cre- of me. Korean um, fried chicken, KFC. The K stands for Korea. Nailed we, it. Yeah, we we had KFR, KFC, oh, yeah. and BBM. KFR, Korean fried rice. Kimchi fried rice. Kimchi fried rice. Noise. Uh, we had beef bibimbap. Bibimbap. Yeah, that sounds convincing. And then <laughs> red paddock was original spicy, which is the KFC. Okay. Korea, uh, Korean fried chicken. Okay, so the very what the things we ordered were bibimbap, which is basically a rice dish, which mixes various various ingredients, um, rice including beef. There's a fried egg, and like there's a bit of noodles and some just vegetables like carrots and a few other things. So that's a bibimbap. You're supposed um, to mix the hell out of you it. You mix right? the that's hell out of it, yeah. And is we the didn't. egg normally? Our egg was quite cooked, right? It was, yeah, it was a fried egg. But is it, is it always? But normally it's a bit more runny. You can do a, you can do a raw egg, but um, basically if it's hot hot meat and hot, and the, the, the then you if you do it raw, it. then you can cook it cooks yeah. itself. But, but in delivery mode that we had today, yeah, in delivery mode is going to be fried egg, yeah, because yeah. they're not going <laughs> to bring in raw egg. Here's your egg to have with it, sir, and just pass you a shell. <laughs> Or just put a raw egg yeah. in there with like lukewarm food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, here's salmonella. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they're not going to do that. Um, the other thing we had was so in that case we probably lost out a bit by having it delivered. Yeah, of course, obviously you lose out in the theatre, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I d- I'm not actually sure that Uncle Paddock would would do a raw egg. Um, How does he normally prepare his I don't know. eggs? So, I was d- and the other thing we had was obviously Korean fried chicken, um, which is a very very Obvious choice, but how does it differ from? Okay, American so yeah, I can tell you, okay. Korean fried chicken differs from a typical American fried chicken because it is fried twice. Oh, so there you go. Right, that's interesting. If you said to me, and that, do you know why you would do that? Right. So then the skin is crunchier and less greasy. Oh, it, d- it did taste less greasy. I'll be honest, it was less greasy, yeah. and it was crunchier. This makes perfect sense. I just would have thought so it's very thin. It was very thin, isn't it? So they fry it twice quickly. Yeah. I just would have thought if there was one country who was going to fry things more, I would have thought... Also, it's, be- it's more seasoned. The US would have been... Did you know it was more seasoned Yeah. than your KFC? KFC. Yeah, and the chicken was smaller pieces. They weren't like a big... There were no bones, were there? Mm-hmm. So, uh, should we find out where it comes from? Mm. Uh, from the Korean War. Oh, tell me so more. So when American soldiers were stationed in South Korea in the, night fo- in the 40s and 50s, they took over, obviously, their own cuisine <laughs> um, of fried chicken. And then, basically, the Koreans started making it for... Wait, American took it to Korea? And the Koreans yeah, like, during oh, the Korean War, yeah. So, basically, the Americans took it to Korea during the Korean War. And, you know, on their bases and outside the bases. Right. They were eating it and the Koreans were serving it to them. And then the Koreans put their own spin on it. Right. And it's just, you know, the spices and all the other stuff. That's crazy. Mm. So America bought it to Korea. Yeah. They, they took KFC to KFC. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and now, and the funny thing is now, that KFC, Korean fried chicken has been re-exported to America. So now there are chains of Korean oh fried man, chicken. The student becomes the master. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. So now it's kind of... See, I, I don't know. I mean, wh- does it, it's kind of essentially ranked as more classy than K- Kentucky fried chicken, yeah. right? 
but what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the chicken, the f- obviously. What came first, the fried chicken or the f- the egg, yeah. the raw egg? Well, that's really fascinating. Mm. And then the the other thing we ate was uh, the kimchi fried rice. Our kimchi got a couple of kimchi facts for you. Um, kimchi is kimchi fried rice. Uh, it's obviously it's very popular in Jab- uh, in uh, Korea. Um, but the they usually diced. It's usually served with diced vegetables, meats. I think ours had chicken in it, but it could also have spam in it. What's with spam? I don't know. Again, I think it's something something from the war, Korean War. So like spam is quite popular in Hong Kong. Is it? Yeah, I know it's popular in Philip in the Philippines, but I don't know about. I just don't get it. Spam. Right. But this is considered a kimchi well, I'm fried rice. talking about the meat, not the emails. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, kimchi fried rice is considered a, a very cheap working class food. Okay. Mm. Well, you're a working class hero. I'm a working class hero, and I enjoyed it very much. So there was three dishes that came to a total of $324 plus $30 tip for the, the delivery man. Delivery man, yeah. Um, so all, all in all, it came to 350 Bargains, sorry, right, no, yeah, oh, three three fifty six actually, but um, that's not too bad. And then number four, service. Oh, the service was that was top notch, mate. You, <laughs> the way you just opened those boxes, put them on the table, shoved a spoon in my hand. Thank you. All right, nailed it. Uh, Did it with a smile. <laughs> Maybe a gin. Number five, decor, lighting, and ambiance. I'm happy here. That's pretty good. We're doing, this is the first episode we've done from the Big Dog Residence. The big pound. Right. We can't answer that question with the restaurant, though. Um, no, we can't. Number six. Who did we go with? Well, it was just me and you, wasn't it? Who would who you, would go, you go, with? go with? Right. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe this is the thing about Korean food I don't get. What's well, the, what's to be honest with you, would you order Korean food in a quarantine situation? I think I would. I think what's the one like hot pot Korean food? Bibimbap. No, like oh, not like clay pot. Like yeah, yeah, Korean barbecue. What's yeah. what's that? <laughs> it's literally what you just said. It was it's Korean barbecue. But is it? Have you been? Is it yeah, good? I have. Yeah, it's good. Because the thing I don't like about that is I don't like having to cook my own food. If I go out to dinner, I don't want to have to say, make like my own hot food. Hot pot, hot pot, Korean barbecue, Mongolian barbecue, all these scenarios where you cook your own food. But I'm fine. Look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not happy with it. You're not. Oh, good. I don't we like can it. Bond over something. I don't like it. I'm fine with the whole setup, but why? why no, someone else who why, knows why, how to use the barbecue. Why am, p- why am I paying to make my own food? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy I don't with think it's cute. the way that it's cooked. No, that's I just fine. Don't think it's cute. But just get someone who knows how to use no, the barbecue. I'm sorry, I'm, just, I'm, not like, I'm not liking it. I've never liked it. And I've said it to a lot of people. I've got to the point where I, my friend Patrick, shout out to Patrick, in, in Japan, that we've gone to a few places where he insists on taking this to, in Japan it's quite popular. So you go to places and they, you cook your own, you kind of do Is your own Is it the meat. same as the Korean setup? Yeah, you do your own meat and stuff in a, in a little sort of barbecue spit. What about Sizzler? Sizzler the restaurant yeah have you ever been there yeah, it sounds like a strip club I'm okay, not, what about what the buffet is. breakfast are you just saying words now well you have to put a bit of work into a buffet breakfast ah so you when, know when do you make your own wait, wait sorry what when do you go, when do you make your own breakfast so if you went to Shabu Shabu is that what it's called I don't know what are you, what what's Shabu Shabu what, I don't, you're, you're the one who just said it I don't know I'm just regurgitating things I've heard what's said Shabu? That's a surely that's a one of the hot plate barbecue things. Look Did up you just sh- make that up? No, d- Google shabu shabu. How do you spell shabu shabu? Shh, it's S probably. <laughs> oh my god, it is a thing. Yeah, 
Oh, I take it back. Even a broken clock's work right twice. Okay, shabu shabu <laughs> is a Japanese <laughs> nabemono hot pot dish of thinly sliced. That's what. That's the thing that. That's the thing that Patrick took me. Okay, to, shabu okay. shabu. But where's shabu? Was I didn't know what shabu was, was. Where does it originate from? The term from? is an onomatopoeic derived from the sound emitted when the ingredients are stirred in. The so basically, the sound is shabu 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 shabu. Yeah. That's where the. <laughs> Like Does that sound like shabu shabu? It's like how a phone goes. Ring 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 ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> where does it uh, where does it originate from? Japan. Okay, Japanese. Yeah. So, the Korean version of shabu shabu. Yeah, is also called shabu shabu. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? I never heard of Korea. This is <laughs> never heard of Korea. This is a very no, poorly researched actually, episode. What is Korean shabu shabu? Oh, you can get Korean shabu shabu. Okay, I've got to stop saying the word shabu shabu. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's on your lips now, man. I, I've never, you know, I've never. I mean, I've had it obviously many times. I just didn't know what it was called. Well, now we know. Now we know. It's called. Why did you bring up <laughs> breakfast buffets? Ah, because I would go to shabu shabu restaurants if it was like the omelette station at a breakfast buffet, <laughs> where someone else does the heavy lifting, but I still get to eat hot off the plate. I'd be. Yeah. I'd rather get up and go across the room and say cook this for me and then take it back to my seat then have the hot plate in the middle of the table I, I'm, I agree with you yeah. I would agree with you okay, okay. alright anyway a bit of a diddy tour um, I do like the big extent like the vents that, that come down there the ex extractors oh you would have the, the cooker hood yeah I like the apparatus think it's a Mila like cooker cook hood thing yeah <laughs> that's what they should they shouldn't call Wait, it shabu shabu they should it's called it's going straight up the <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway at number seven, would you go back? No, no. <laughs> would you? I think I probably would, yeah. I think yeah. it was, was pretty good. Well, I'd, I'd go back if I fancied Korean food. It just never enters my radar. Mm. I mean, you said, would you go back? Would you order again, I think you should say. I'd order that chicken. The fried chicken was good. Wow. KFC. See, I used to work at KFC. Did you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell me a story about when you worked at KFC? No. <laughs> it's a good one. I uh, Well, I got fired. <laughs> I only did like three shifts and, you know, left because of creative differences. <laughs> um, what was the real reason? Yeah, you wanted to Also, go like, they told me I had to wear like a special type of shoe that looked a lot like my school shoes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not wearing these. <laughs> so I turned up in like Chuck Taylors and then just like was slipping everywhere. on like the chicken fat all over. Like it was super dangerous. I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand the footwear advice. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I didn't last long. Mm. I, I applied for leave and they said, no. no. I said, what? <laughs> I'm off. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm off. I, I, oh. I feel this isn't really working out for yeah. both of them. My heart wasn't in it. You wasn't no. chicken heart. Wasn't yeah. um, so number eight, one thing you hated, one thing you loved. Uh, I loved the the fried chicken, and um, uh, I didn't hate any of it. I didn't hate any of it. I think I agree with you. Fried chicken was really good. Oh, I don't like your disposable attitude to soda water. I'd recommend getting a... <laughs> okay, we're not, we're not going to get into the soda water argument because it's uh, politically sensitive. Number nine. Of the Big Dog Nine. Of the Big Dog Wrapping Nine. Which has now become like... Essentially become the Big Dog Three, isn't it? Um, but anyway, the Big Dog Nine, just to, just to be consistent. Yeah. What do you think of the shadow space in my apartment? Shadow space is pretty good. I'm happy with this. It's pretty solid, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the table could use The table is moving. The structural integrity is lacking. Yeah, I think we established that earlier before we started recording that I should probably stop buying knockoffs. And these chairs are a little noisy for uh, recording purposes, but otherwise... Otherwise, yeah, not Comfort, top-notch. Yeah. I mean, I the proportions are great, right? Yeah, good proportions. 
Um, all right, there you go. There's your Big Dog 9. There's a, so a full review of Uncle Paddock on High Street in Sangpin. So would you give it out of 27? I'd give it a good solid 24. Oh, that's that's a lot. Mm. A quarantine 24. Yeah, a delivery 24. So it doesn't take any no. service and all that. Yeah. Account. So what would you give it out of 27? Why is 27? Why 27? No, we did 27 last time. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give it out of 27? 20. Okay. That's a distinction. Pretty really arbitrary, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right, solid. 20, uh, and so the group score is what? It's like 22. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, 22 out of 27. Okay, cool. Yeah, Excellent. from No Jacket. Potato. Required. Excellent. <laughs> so in the future, Ben, what do you think is going to happen? I think knitting will be extremely popular. <laughs> God, <think> you really <laughs> You had 18 months. <laughs> I came out with knitting. Okay. No, I think all things craft. Because, <laughs> okay, because I think, um, <laughs> just gut feeling, <laughs> <laughs> gut feel of knitting. I think it's on the rise. But no, no, no. I think okay, because what's happening is there's a lot of people who are going to be out of work now, right? Right. And there's a lot like unemployment is going to be through the roof, right? And combined with the fact that automation is was is has already threatening to put a lot of it already has yeah yeah. so the concept of what's it called universal basic income ubi yeah yeah that that's what will happen we've had two ubi we have a uhi and we had was it uhi and ubi this episode i thought we were talking about your aggressive yeast infection off air (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) make sense no um (laughs) that's got a u stand for urinary b Balls infection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you, are, you, are you buying time because you didn't really think yeah. about? <laughs> no, I think universal. You've not been thinking about the future. Have you? have you not been thinking about the future? No, I haven't. I've been thinking about the past, man. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all changed. I basically, I just wanted to know what you would do. What, I want to talk about the UBI concept and what you universal basic basic income, yeah, and or what, the knitting, and what you would do with your universal basic income. Well, one, do you think is do you think is going to come in? Yeah, but that's why I think okay, because I, from what I'm from my knowledge of it, a lot of it would have been influenced by just to backtrack. What it is basically is everyone gets a small amount of money each month. Per month, yeah, yeah, everyone, no matter who they are, and uh, that takes the place of applying for unemployment benefits yeah. or. I don't know social benefits or like whatever. Everyone gets their money to so that they don't have to worry about the basics, mm-hmm. right? So like, great concept. I quite like it, but I think the premise of it is basically when the world becomes more automated, like a lot of people lose their jobs, unemployment grows, yep. and the people who are benefiting from that automation mm-hmm. should pay more tax, yep. and then therefore the government should yeah redistribution that, yeah. yeah yeah great. I think it's a good idea, but I think for my from what I've, I've listened to a podcast recently on it, which was really good. So if you actually want to hear it explained, you should listen to that um, Stuff You Should Know podcast. They did a really nice summary okay. on this. Okay. And it's like there's a few case studies around the world where they've tried it in small villages and really interesting yeah, they tried results. tried it in Finland, right? Finland and in Kenya, apparently, they told mm-hmm. me on that podcast. that Did it work? Because in Finland, they stopped it. Did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they... But the, but the, okay, so the automation thing is what's interesting because like that'll help pay for things. But all of a sudden through coronavirus there's like a massive population part of the population that are going to be out of work mm-hmm. and need either food or money and like all the governments around yeah, the world yeah. are grappling of how to like actually 
Yeah, this is, a, this is a, actually this is, I actually agree with you. This is the fastest way of helping people who are see. But the problem I have with it is, I think if someone gave me enough money just to pay rent and buy beans, I would sit at home eating beans and knit or paint or write or I don't think any of that would stimulate more growth or I'd just be happy to just make things in my own small bubble and not really. But isn't that necessary? I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? No, that's no. I guess not. But like, it's not. Is that the point, though? No, the point is to to, to okay. The, I think the problems with it are like, does it does it create a class of people who don't do anything? I don't think that's true. And there must be a small percentage of yeah, but there's population, a small, but they're already lost. That, to that's probably like that's a tiny. You know the whole thing about like people, you know, cheating the benefit system. They always focus on these people, but they're like a tiny, tiny percentage. percentage of and people. that even wouldn't be a thing if everyone, if they got the same that you get, or the same yeah. that your neighbour gets. If yeah. everyone got the same, then like cheating the system wouldn't be a. Yeah, but the but the pro- the problem is, uh, I think. Well, I don't know if it is a problem actually, but I think people. One of the things that people talk about is it would create inflation because. Well, the, yeah, in short term, that's like if I had yeah. an extra dollars in my pocket but still had a job, I'm just gonna like mm. go and spend that on something, and then all the prices go up straight away. Yeah. So, that doesn't help but but so i think it's a short, short-term issue but generally speaking I d- yeah i think all the problems that people have with ubi <laughs> is it really stings when they pay it's still uh, funny it's not funny um anyway so i think the, 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 the problems of the ubi are like less um like if you look at if you look at it in a broad sense the, the problems are less uh, it solves more problems than it creates, I think, and especially right now. I think. I th- okay, here's the thing, right? So, genuinely, 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 I think, given that the world is f- kind of hurtling towards a huge recession and massive unemployment, really rapid, massive unemployment, and it's all about like stuff that no one ever thought would happen, not necessarily like oh the banks collapsed or there was an oil crisis or something, right? Or a war. This was basically. A fucking virus took over the world out of nowhere. Out of well, I mean, we, the, the arguably, arguably, we should have been prepared for this sort of stuff, but whatever. That's another argument, right? But it's coming out of nowhere. I think the UBI thing is a f- way of solving a lot of problems, and it does rapidly get money to people who need it immediately. But it gets money to people who don't need it too. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to you. But the thing is, those people, generally speaking, yeah, they might benefit s- to some extent, but. Often, like, okay, here's the thing, right? If you had a situation where you're giving, let's say, $1,000 a month, right? And you know you can make more. So you have the option of taking UBI. I think it's like you opt in or you opt out, right? Oh, so I thought it was just no, 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 no. Like you opt Bill in Gates gets it. No, no, no. I think you, you opt in or opt out. You yeah. can opt in, but if, you're, if you've got a job, then you wouldn't get it, I think. Then it's the same as benefits. No, benefits is means-tested things. It's like... If you don't have a job, you get it. I don't know, actually. Let's go have a look. I don't know what the Im- what the proposed. I think because Andrew Yang, the guy who ran for president, he had a. Yeah, he wanted it. I think also the one of the problems with it is you can't go back. Hang on, let's see what his his, his was. So his was called a freedom dividend. Fucking Americans. Freedom dividend. Dividend. <laughs> freedom dividend. Is that what it's called? There's so much. Con- there's so many words here. Just don't be a freedom dividend. That's so good. This is another one of your guys, Philip Frank Philip. What was his name? From segment one. 
Okay, his was actually That's a really long explanation. Guaranteed, guaranteed everyone, doesn't matter who it was, every American would get 12,000 a year. 1,000 a month. That's so it is the system yeah. you're saying. I think, you know what's going to happen? If th- there's going to be a lot of people. Okay, here, here's the thing. We all talk about society being quite greedy. Yeah. Someone like me getting 1,000 a month, I might keep it because, you know, my situation is a little bit precarious. Yeah. But someone who's who's minded... Uh, like sorry politically minded like me who's earning three times where I am they probably would give it they would probably donate I it I like to think a lot of people would donate it yeah because it's like it's an easy way to donate money yeah you know and maybe you get a tax break because of that I don't know but you just oh I've just donated 12,000 a year I like to without think money would, that you were never going to get I think they'd just be like I'll buy an extra guitar every year but that still helps the economy right I suppose I think I think the principle is like people are spending money yeah and that's what keeps things going. The problem right now but is... The part I like about it is how if you... It takes the stress off you, right? So say that I've always wanted to start my own business doing whatever. Yeah. And I've just every month only make enough to cover my expenses. I can't get ahead enough to risk starting my own company. Mm. Like that cycle would be broken with this kind of thing, knowing that every month you get a little bit of a top up that allows you to then yeah. start your hair salon, baby, and do whatever you wanted you to know, do. Do you know what that's called? That's called the freedom dividend. <laughs> sure <laughs> is, man. That's the dividend of freedom. Mm. So, anyway, in my future, I feel that... I, th- I don't think so it's w- as... Cr- like, it was a crazy idea before coronavirus, and now Knit- people can picture, like, so much more unemployment, so much more help no, this required. Is, I think, I think generally, I this, I think generally like this, is, this, is a, this is a way to solve a problem. Maybe it won't, won't be the same solution 10 years from now, but right now... Given the number of people going out, of, out of, like you need, you can't get the money fast enough. Yeah, but there won't they actually be jobs for them to take, right? Yes, automation. They'll knit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have a knitting economy. Yeah, but everyone will be well. Are we gonna have a closely up. knit society. Oh, it'll be so well knitted. <laughs> everyone will have toasty feet. Oh <laughs> so that is that is that your future? Of I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, we learned a lot there. Thank yeah, you. we learned a lot of nonsense. I think we don't fully understand what UBI is. Maybe we should. Research it more. I do love it as an idea. It, I, I, like, okay, it's one. It's one guy's idea in America. I think their Finnish system was different, right? Listen to stuff you should know. They their episodes about a robot tax. That's how they framed it. That's a good one. Like because you're taxing companies who benefit from automation, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good way. Of that's good way of paying for and it, they're yeah. good at explaining stuff. It's a good podcast. I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Safe. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to review not a film. We're going to review a TV show. Okay. Which I think everyone's seen now. Spoiler alert! Yeah, if you haven't, you're an idiot. If you haven't seen it, you're an idiot. Um, It's Netflix. Is Netflix's The Tiger King? Yeah. And it is. How can you sum it up? Weird. It's bizarre. It's yeah, it's bizarre. It's It's really like he's a very. It, the main protagonist, Exotic Joe, Joe Exotic. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's a, a intriguing personality. Hmm. Very. Uh, he, has he, he's a, he has a lot of. He's very charismatic. A lot he's of very charismatic. I've got to say, I'm kind of like. I, I mean, if you leave aside the whole killing animals and being a like a horrendously awful person, he's, yeah, he's actually quite self-confident, <laughs> self-centered. Like he's yeah. my way or the highway. Yeah, he has several. Husbands. He leaves out all the sociopathic behavior and the yeah. animal cruelty, 
and fascinating the, the attempted murder. <laughs> but that makes for fascinating television. But he's so look. charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of drawn to him a little bit. Yeah, well, his mother at least. Oh, and it's like he wants to keep saying the N word as well. Does he? Yeah. Mm. So if you leave us out all the awful bits. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just feel that there were two, th- three things that dominated March. One of them was Tiger King. Mm-hmm. One of them was coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Ma- mainly Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one was that meme of that massive porn star with a huge penis. What meme was a massive? What? Oh, you don't use Instagram, do you? No, I don't use Instagram. You should do. Who's the... What? That's oh, this guy who has this. I'll show you. Okay, he's going to Google it, so why? I'm not Googling massive porn star with a big dick. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'll try and find it. Just well, explain what bit. happened. Well, there's this, this image going around mm-hmm. of this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the edge of a bed giving the sexy eyes to the camera mm-hmm. who's like who just has a wrinkled can size penis that's the one why is that a thing it's just I don't know just did the rounds this this, this month in, in March on, on, on the that internet. was big in March literally that was big in March yeah okay so that's a really bizarre are you sure that's not just in your your bubble your clearly homoerotic bubble it could be I mean I'm not okay. saying it's not but I uh, I can't find photos of him anyway but there were lots of little okay I find one which isn't funny, but it's not funny if you haven't seen the original. Oh, fuck, what am I talking about? Okay. So is everyone trying to, is everyone copying it? Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things that then became, okay, so here's a photo with, that's the guy. Obviously the joke in this photo is that he's fully dressed. Day nine quarantine, I got dressed. Right? Mm-hmm. Man, this isn't funny if I have to retell it. Here's one. Okay, now this is a photo. You, you can, you can look at this and read the caption. So this is that famous photo of the yeah, New, yep, New yep. York guys sitting on the uh, the I beam yep. having lunch, towering yep. over the city, mm-hmm. and sitting on the end is. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's photoshopped this guy into the end of the photograph. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. So he's he's quite funny. Okay. So that one image of a tiger, the guy sitting on the side on the side of the bed with a large penis, with a face mask on. Yeah. That's the triple threat. That's March. The holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of March from years from now, you're gonna think of that, those three things. Yeah. It's a weird time to be alive, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did it remind you at all of making a murderer? Because I had that same it did. sort of narrative. It me. did. Yeah, a little bit, but obviously more hilarious. And less also murdering. Less murdering and also... Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, there's no murder. Well, there is a murder in it. She, she clearly killed her husband. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, there is a murder. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Carol Baskin... Well, there's a death. Listen. There's an alleged murder. Oh, a she, death. I, she, I don't think she's listening, do you? She's not going to sue us. The, let's say... Let's, yeah, you could say, like, the, the documentary did not lead you to believe she was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> like, they definitely published they it in really, a way that They made really her pushed it, yeah. pushed the idea that she may not be innocent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and maybe that's where the evidence leads. Who's your favourite character? Uh, you know what? I kind of love to hate Carol. Oh, really? Mm, I really love to hate her. She is... But I think my favourite one She is, was the most complex character. I think my favourite is um, Doc Antle. Oh, really? The John Travolta lookalike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, this guy's living the dream, isn't he? I like Trevor. Was his name Trevor? I don't remember the name. Who's Trevor? Uh, the first husband. 
Oh, he like man. just he just get out of the river and shoot things and smoke weed. I mean no, that, that guy, guy was really really he was troubled. Ripped. He was adorable. <laughs> I liked him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he was really troubled though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was in a dark place. I just I always like the whole time through this film. I'm like, that guy's got a future. He's going somewhere. But yeah, I was wrong. No, not See, Ed Smart surprising me again with the twists and turns of the month. Um, I, th- I think I, I think I liked you know, you know the whole thing about this, how weird this this, this um, documentary is that you're watching it and so obviously the seven episodes of it, and only at the end of it did I realize that one of the guys was he did all of his interviews without a shirt on. Yeah, and it wasn't weird. No, I was. So, uh, you mean the guy with no teeth? Yeah, yeah, because mostly you're looking at his teeth, and then after like three episodes, you're like he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah, and he hasn't been wearing a shirt in any yeah. of his interviews. And yeah. you're like, this is not. That, it's it's such a weird show that that's not weird. <laughs> it's like, I love his fuck. He's like uh, his attitude towards um, if he gets sued, he just changes the name of the company. Yeah. Like, I get anxious if I've bought milk in one shop and then walk into another shop and I don't have a receipt. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll just change the name. I'll just change yeah. the owners. They'll never catch me. I'm like, this guy. It's to prove it. Like, if, you, if you, you've got the balls, you can just... I guess most people don't... Um, Waste time thinking about where they bought their milk. Exactly. <laughs> it, it also reminded... Like, I think that documentary was quite well-timed because it's obviously quite topical. They've mm. been filming for a long time, right? Five, Five years, years of filming. Yeah. And then it's only recently... the sentencing and all that kind of stuff is like it's just the story's really ramped up in the last sort of six months yeah so it's like the jinx do you see the jinx yeah, yeah. where they've been he's filming back, he's, he's for in a really really long time yeah, and then the documentary is made right at the time where they actually convicted there was a conviction made mm. so those kinds of stories are really fascinating it was i don't know was it does it prove anything did you learn anything no, like, you I know what i learned i learned i, I, I learned that basically tigers are so cheap you can, it, you can buy a tiger cup for two grand or whatever, two, four, three, four grand or something. Did it make you want to get a tiger? It did not. It did? <laughs> it did not, no. Did coronavirus make you want to try bats? <laughs> That's probably racist. <laughs> no, I've never tried a bat. I've tried it. Have you? No, no, wait, not bat, no. Monkey. Oh, oh really? Well, how did you have a monkey? Uh, it was a delicacy in southwest china the big dog nine (laughs) (laughs) one thing i loved about it one thing i hated about it one thing i loved about (laughs) it was uh being adventurous one thing i hated about it was it was a monkey (laughs) and what did you give it out 27 i gave it a solid (laughs) two (laughs) (laughs) okay so don't eat monkey don't eat monkey no um yeah generally speaking i mean that that show in itself was just it's what the world really needed right now i think I think it'd be things would be worse if there was no Tiger King. Yeah, and it came at a good time. Everyone's at home and nothing to do. I think that's why these stupid things, that and the porn star with the penis, is um, <laughs> trending so hard. Because I've never like heard. Of, I've never heard of this porn star with a big penis thing. So we just googled him now. And we found some photos of like him sitting behind the president's so, desk. Okay, okay, okay. Him on cover of Time magazine. So, so just, just, to, just to, I went to know your meme. And the guy, the meme is called Wood Sitting on a Bed. And it's part of a series of bait bait and switch um, pranks. And essentially there's a, a th- if you if you go to Know Your Meme, if you know the website Know Your Meme, basically they tell you the Google trends on the on the meme over time. And basically if you look at the if you look at naked guys sitting on a bed as a Google search term, 
It's spiked. Oh in, in March, it's spiked. Yeah. It's almost as big as the unemployment rate <laughs> yeah. in America. It just totally spiked. So those two things, I think, yeah, you're right. You, okay, I actually had concede. <laughs> Maybe this is something I didn't know. But over the last few weeks, it has just exploded. <laughs> Oh yeah, so the top three is the like Google links are going to be on bed. <laughs> coronavirus and and Tiger King. They're okay. going to be the three. Oh, like okay. so Wood sitting on a bed is huge. <laughs> I, gi- I give you that. I wonder who this guy is. I mean, we need to find out who he is. But anyway, he's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is usually a family show. We're above this, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, you maybe you're right. The, the things that we'll remember about March 2020 is in order. In reverse, <laughs> reverse order, coronavirus, Tiger King, wood sitting on a bed. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was so perfectly captured in that yeah. one photo. That one I take Photoshop it back. Photo. I take it back. It is really quite good. Yeah. It's a solid it's month. Love in the time of corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? And that, that's, uh, that's our first show in the can for 18 months. Yeah. We'll try and... Did you miss it? I mean, I Did you miss I me? do enjoy these. I don't now have enjoy having to go and edit it. This has been a terrible episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>